0: wednesday morning everybody i am glenn the geek still in ocala florida
1: and i'm jamie jennings in norman oklahoma you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for february 6th episode 2112 brought to you by horselovers.com good morning horse world
2: big wednesday the day you face your own biggest challenge the day you risk it all the day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd
3: hang on we're hitching a ride daddy i want another pony
4: i put 40 hours in this weekend man it's only wednesday i've been cussing
2: this damn heat all day long there's got to be another way
4: Why so i pick up my guitar and
0: Well, good morning everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am warning you that all the women on this show are in a mood. So We beep. are
1: and you're not helping.
0: <laughs> so And you uh,
4: hired us all, so it's your fault. <laughs>
0: In the meantime, let's talk about men, because the women are causing trouble this morning. So, you know, last week on the Horse Husbands episode, which I know none of the women in this audience listen to, actually, I know a lot of them listen because I kept posting about it. We did the Manly Man poll. Probably we weren't allowed. <laughs> they weren't, but they do. Uh, so we did the Manly Man poll with the guests, and Joseph and I, by the way, Joseph and I failed miserably, but our two guests were pretty manly men. And I would say that none of them rank up there with this guy. Uh, the Colorado jogger, who was out jogging in the mountains of Colorado when he was attacked from behind by a mountain lion. The mountain lion leapt on him, uh, took him down, and proceeded to bite him in the face and arm. Meanwhile, this jogger, whose name has not been released, uh, decided to fight back because what are you going to do, right? So apparently he fought back. And he is such a manly man. He killed this young mountain lion with his bare hands.
1: What?
0: Yes. Wow. Now it's a young mountain lion. They said it was probably a juvenile teenager uh age, but he they said he strangled it while it was eating his face off.
1: <laughs> this guy's like what? been practicing jujitsu his whole life. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna do the take down move work, get it on his back and choke him out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who can yeah. even think rationally enough? First of all, you're attacked from behind, you don't even see it coming. Who can think rationally? He didn't use a knife or anything. He did it with his bare hands. And then Imagine he,
1: he gets tackled from behind and he turns around. And he thinks it's some dude. Right. And he turns around and it's a freaking lion.
0: <laughs> so he um they they the state park officials actually went he actually hiked out himself. To go to the hospital, went to the hospital. He's still in the hospital. He's going to be okay, but he he's pretty mauled up. Um, the Colorado State Park officials later found the body of the juvenile mountain lion near several possessions of the jogger that he had asked to recover because he just left him there and left. I don't know what possessions were. Uh, the body of the cat was taken to the state health lab for examination because you got to wonder too if the if the mountain lion Is he rabid. Yeah, right. Do they? Yeah. I guess, do mountain lions get rabid? I guess they would. I guess anything can yeah. get rabid, right? So uh-huh. yeah. Well
1: remember, I mean, old Yeller got rabies. Spoiler alert to the end of that movie. <laughs> old Yeller ended up getting rabies and he was family dog.
0: <laughs> they said it went way...
1: from a mountain lion, didn't he? You know, I got don't it.
0: know that he would have won if it had been an adult mountain lion. You know, but you don't often hear about mountain lions attacking people either. So you know, maybe adult mountain lions go, oh too much hassle. I'm not gonna bother with that. But this youngster said, ah, Quick lunch. So there you go. There,
1: there's, there's definitely something unbalanced. I I don't think that they typically are like looking for humans to hunt. But
0: <laughs> something going on. Well, well, or he's young he and just didn't know story. better. He had a bad mama.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Follow that story. See if uh, see if it comes back with the rabies or something. That'll be interesting to yeah, find out. Will
0: be interesting. But yeah, he qualifies as the manliest man that we know right now. I've given him that. (laughs) Jemmy, what's coming up on today's show?
4: Well, on today's show, in our horse health report, Dr. Nancy Loving comes on to share some info she's recently written about on hives and horses. Longtime listener April Hardman joins in to tell us about a virtual assistant that's helping equestrians. Jamie brings us her latest installment of Things You Hear in Oklahoma. And we'll talk movies for Crappy List Wednesday, so you don't want to miss any of it. It's gonna be a packed show as always. Stay guys and speak it to today. Today is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. So ladies, saddle up for an extra ride today to celebrate your sporty selves.
1: We're gonna run you over, Glenn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm <now> worried. <laughs> I think we already have. <laughs> yeah, I've,
4: I've,
0: I've already had a morning. Well, my Daily winny goes out to new auditors, Genevieve De DeClerc. What a name. I love that name. Jesse Deary, Anne Harrington, and Janine Henning, Henigan, Henigan, and Janine Henigan. So all of you, if you haven't signed up yet for the HRN Auditor Room, you need to go over and search for HRN Auditors on Facebook, request to join, and we'll add you in. There's lots going on in there right now. So, uh, also, uh, we have a, uh, nope, I'm going to hold that. We have your daily Winnie.
2: Thank
1: you. I forgot. Yeah. <coughs> well, you guys know how this works. Remember on Monday I was talking about how I had to go look at a horse. Oh yeah. 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 You forgot. It was you at, at right? no, it was at
0: the, uh, uh, the same place you got your other horse.
1: Yes. So Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation is a place that rescues senior dogs and horses off the track. Like, I mean, come on, that's like totally me, right? So I went up there. They are the ones that I got Groot from. Somebody had referred me up to them. And so baby Groot came from the Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation and she calls me. And tells me that her personal racehorse is four years old and he just came off the track and he's amazing and he's sound and I think he would make a good makeover horse. So I'm like, well, I already have one from you. So I send all the videos to Elisa Wallace because she had been looking and she's like, oh, my client just bought one. Cool. So I call her back. I'm like, oh, well, Elisa doesn't need him. So uh, good luck. And she's like, "Mm, yeah, I think I want you to have him. Well, yeah, I know, but I can't get another horse right now because, um, you know, like I have a lot of horses. Well, yeah, but I, you know what? That's fine. I'll hold him for you. But it might not be like six to nine months before I shoot. That's okay. I'll hold him for you. He's that special. Well, by God, now I got to go look at him. You know, if he's that special. So I go up and look and at him. And he is. the
0: point where I stick. asked, is Chad know about this? And you said he <laughs> did.
1: He did. He's actually, you know, Chad, I, I can't figure him out. I just can't figure him out. He's, I swear to you, if I brought a goat or a cat home, he would divorce me. He'd be like, that's it. But I get another horse. He's like, eh, it's up to you. You know, cause he knows I'm the one who takes care of him. I'm the one who, t- you know, pay, I do all the, all the horse stuff is me. So I, um, get up there and I see this horse and, and, uh, you know, the honest truth of life, um, do you want me to, do me to give the whole, the yeah, whole I what think you should actually, do? because you know, what okay. happens to all of us. So, well, yeah, if you guys recall, I ended up with rocket and Groot and, uh, Groot, uh, you know, I, I qualifies for the makeover. I got all the paperwork up guys papers. And then when I bought rocket, she told me he qualified for the makeover too. So I was going to take him. And it turns out maybe everything she told me was not true at all. And he does not qualify for the makeover. And you guys know I, I would have bought him anyway because I felt really sorry for him. He was in a place where he needed to be bought, and I and I paid money for him. You know I didn't just get him for nothing. I I paid a chunk of change for him, but I would have done it anyway. And then I get him home, and and I realize like you know confirmationally he's really not going to be successful over fences. He is an amazing dressage horse, and he's quite lovely on the flat, but he's not going to jump. Just to to protect his joints, his pasterns are very long, and he has like a little bit of a low back, and so those are not things that make great jumpers. But his gates are very comfortable, and he is very quiet, and that's also why I liked him. He was very quiet when I tried him out, kind of like a no big deal attitude. Like a great trail um, horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a great trail horse, or you know. So, kind of here's the thing is. I've got all these horses and they, they've got another four year old up there and rockets four years old and he's fairly well along in his training. So what I am going to do is I am going to trade rocket for this new horse. Whose name by the way is nuisance. Uh, (laughs) Chad's like he better not be in other soon. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> so the perfect the, the perfect thing is when you uh adopt a horse from horse and hound rescue, just like any of those rescues, you got to sign your life away. And there's a no sales. If you ever need to find him a home, they will take him back. You can't just flip him. You know, you can't flip horses at places like that. And it's actually a way that I can guarantee he get a really nice home. And she's like the horses that are trained adopt out in, you know, really quickly. And she, she matches the, you know, she does all the due diligence of matching the rider with the horse. And, the new owner with the horse. So this is actually a way that I can ensure rocket gets a great home. Do I feel like I did enough for him in the training portion? No, he's been sick. It's been cold. It's been winter, but I still can hop on him, walk, track canter and trail ride him. And he's quiet. I wish I had done more, you know, like I want to teach him leg yield and canter half pass and flying changes, all that fun stuff, but we just haven't been able to get to it. So she is gonna trade so rocket is i don't know when we're gonna figure out in the next week or two uh when we are going to make the make the switch and it'll be a way that I, i'm sad to see rocket go but it's a way that i can make sure he gets a really appropriate nice home as opposed to me you know spending a year putting all these buttons on him and selling him to somebody you might not take Really, really want him, you know, and take really good care of him and and protect him. So uh, anyway, that's what I'm going to do. So
0: I I thought I heard something yesterday. I had heard something. It came through the sky. It was yes, yes, yes. That was Chad about the trade
1: going, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That continues (laughs) on these seven horses, seven stalls. But there's another one coming. (laughs) When we first started this show, Glenn, I had a horse named Demure. He was a uh, Belgian warm blood that I kind of got through a divorce situation when he was three years old. And I started him and I took him all the way up through training level eventing. And, um, I ended up selling him to, after I had him for like 12 years and he kept hurting himself when he would get to the bigger fences. Like he couldn't go training successfully without hurting himself. So I ended up selling him to a woman in her late fifties who just wanted to do beginner novice and ride with her daughter. And she's had him for almost eight years But when I sold Demir, I said, you can't, you know, like when he's old, I'll take him back when he's old and you can't take care of him anymore. You don't want him anymore. He's not doing any good. Send him back to me and I will retire him and take care of him for the rest of his life because he was a huge part of my life. I had him like throughout my mid twenties to mid thirties, you know, he's a really big part of my existence and he's worked really hard for me. And so, uh, anyway, I got a call a couple of weeks ago and she's like, Hey, I'm ready to send him back now. There you go. and Which I'm so excited to get my own horse back. I'm thrilled. I'm so, so, so excited. So, and Chad was like, another horse. Great. You know, he's like, I know, we we knew this would happen someday. So she is sending him from Colorado to Oklahoma on her dime to make sure he gets retired with me. So good things do happen. Horse people are awesome people. And I do appreciate that, Bev. You're the best. Not that she's listening, but. It's happening too. And Chad, so now we're so going to have won officially. half the
0: battle yesterday. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One is leaving. Two are coming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Well, uh, well, congratulations. And the new one's name, you're not going to keep that name. I hope. <laughs>
1: uh, I, 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 you know, no, you He's, know, what we say about name.
0: names.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I'll keep it because it's his actual registered name nuisance. And he did run and he won a couple races and everything, but, um, what we are going to call him is because he's giant and he's kind of a big meathead. Um, You're gonna call him No, his oh. name is Drax. And you won't get that, but anybody who's watched the Avengers will get it. Guardian of the Oh, no, Galaxy. I watched so the I Avengers. Ha- Okay, so I had Rocket and I had Groot, and this is Drax. Drax, so does he have tattoos all over his body? <laughs> he,
0: Drax does not have tattoos. That's his skin. Oh, that's a skin. Okay. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they look like tattoos.
1: Oh so, yeah, Drax is coming home, baby. Come on. Come we hang continue hang with, with the
0: Muppet theming uh, thing, and you continue with the Avengers theming thing, the Marvel true. theming thing. The yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> all right, let's do. Speaking of movies, I have that's perfect transition. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, um, I found this list. You know, we've done movie lists before, but we're going to take a different slant on it today. And we've done movie lists that are put out by websites we have never heard of that are not horse people, but yet they want to do the top 10 horse movies, right? Well, I found another one, and this one actually had more modern movies on it. Usually they only have the 100-year-old movies, but the, it's, it's a website called screenrant, uh, dot com, and they put out the top the top 10 best horse movies of all time. And I thought we'd take a different twist on this and throw Jemmy under the bus. So Jemmy, for those that don't know our producer, she is not a horse person. If you're brand new to the show, we hired her because she is more techie than all of us, and we needed a really techie person. And we're kind of ing- ingraining the horse thing into her. She's been up and visited scooter, she's ridden, she's been in the carriage, so
4: we're slowly working it, but she's never you have you for ever seen record, her? If I ever get a horse, Glenn if I ever get a horse, I'm sending you all the bills because it's your fault. (laughs) Okay. So do you,
0: have you ever seen a horse movie?
4: Um...
0: Uh, That'd be enough. <laughs> That'd be
4: I enough. Just, That'd be I don't nice. know.
0: <laughs> All right. So I have this list, and I thought I'd ask the auditors. I used to watch
4: Mr. Ed when I was a kid. It was <laughs> a TV show. <laughs> that,
0: that almost <laughs> counts. <laughs> um, so, so I posted in the auditor room for for the auditors to take a look at this list and see which movie, because I'm going down to Jemmy next weekend to record our show, and I'm going to force her to watch a horse movie, and then she's going to do her review on it. <laughs> She doesn't know any of this yet, but now she does. Okay,
4: so I just got assigned homework. Yes, that's right.
0: (laughs) I'll sit there and suffer through it with you, okay? So, now there's a couple of these movies I actually like. Some I haven't seen. Jamie, you've probably seen them all, so we can talk about them. But we're going to pick the one, and think about it, too. In your life at home, you sometimes are in a situation where you have a non-horse person and you want to show them a horse movie, but which one do you pick that won't be boring and won't turn them off so they never watch one again? So it has to be exciting and thrilling and fun and not too depressing, a lot of categories for non-horse people, so that's what we're going to do today. And we're Jamie and I are going to decide which one of these ten. Number ten on the list: War Horse. No. Okay, why well, you say no? Too depressing. <laughs> See, I know Jemmy likes horror movies and all that stuff.
1: This is not a horror movie. This is depressing. I that love is this flat movie. depressing.
4: I like, I like, I like tear jerkers. But is it going to be like a? Well, you brought up Old Yeller. It's like an Old Yeller type. Oh my of god, Jemmy, It's like. like a, <laughs> It's, it's like not... what
1: can we possibly do to make somebody in the audience cry harder? <laughs> oh, let's let's put the gun to his head and have him look away. Like I mean, it's just just how for the record, hard? I love this
0: movie, but I love war movies, so that's probably why
1: it's a great movie. Again, you will cry your balls off. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, number nine on the list, which I think should be higher in my opinion, Uh, and it is on my list to vote to watch with Jemmy because I love the movie, and that's Seabiscuit.
1: To me, the fact that this is number nine is crazy because... As a as a non horse person, this is the most non horse person friendly movie. Yes, this agree. is the one I would pick. Yeah, it has really great history. It has actors that are very, uh, you know, famous and and not complete unknowns. It's very. I mean,
4: it's Toby Maguire. Yeah, as a non horse person, it feels like the most approachable one. Yeah, because yes. of all those reasons. You're, exactly. you're yeah, and,
0: and it's about racing, and it's a thrilling, and and it has Jeff Bridges, who was in that one commercial the other night. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, Toby Maguire. So yeah, I agree. I I think C- I love Sea C- Biscuit. Well, so.
4: Let me ask you. Let me ask, uh, Jamie, Miss Miss Marvel expert over here, a question because we all got to see Tobey Maguire's tushy in the (laughs) Spider-Man costume. Did we get a nice shot of it in the deepest hit movie?
1: Uh, You know, that might be my
4: motivation. Funny
1: enough, there's a there's a lot of butt shots because he is galloping with. All right, I'm
4: in. (laughs) I'm in. <laughs> and he's, I didn't know
1: that would he's, be a requirement. Not a sex but... symbol. He's not <laughs> no. a sex symbol in this. No, no, no. but not, it doesn't he, have to be. He does a really good job of uh, he's shirtless in it a couple times, but he's boxing, so Is he's it bad that I
0: forgot he played Spider Man. So, All right. there. <laughs> I'm it. <in>. Um, <laughs> number eight, you are not allowed to watch, period, because I will not sit through it with you. And that's the Black Stallion. I am not watching that. So,
1: the Black Stallion. It, the whole series of books was amazing. However, it is not. It's it, it's a kind of a silent movie, you know, because it's just Alec and the Black on an island. But it's beautiful for horse people. But mm, not not. If so much I freedom. have
0: to watch it, I will be crying the whole way through it. So the uh, black
1: stallion, you'll be crying. No,
0: I'll be crying because I have to watch it.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> whiny. <laughs>
0: Wasn't that uh, it, it got a lot of votes, though, with the auditors. It did. Um, number seven, The Horse Whisperer. And this is The Horse no. Whisperer. No, I agree. I totally it's horrible. Agree. It's a bad movie. Robert Redford in it. And it just, it wasn't good.
1: Do you know that they asked Monty to be a part of it and he was like, no, she's sleeping with somebody else's husband or he's banging her and she's married and all this nonsense, which is why I hated it initially. Anyway, I was like, come on, why you got to throw that in there? Should be about the girl and the horse and it goes all about her. Wasn't
0: it Scarlett Johansson as a kid? Wasn't she a kid in this movie? Yeah, Yes,
1: she was brilliant in the horse. The horse scenes were great, and it should have been about the girl and the horse. And no, Nicholas Sparks got to throw in the have sex with somebody else during the movie, and blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor now, husband.
0: Now, now that one's out. Uh, number six. Uh, this is a this was my close second. I couldn't decide between this and and Sea Biscuit Secretariat. Bad, um, yeah. This is a good movie. It really is. A Can't
2: good
1: talk movie. You about to see some you ain't never seen. Oh my <laughs> god, I
2: love that movie.
4: <laughs> I couldn't tell, Jamie. Couldn't tell. Now
0: it won five Eclipse Awards too. I mean, it mainstream. It did well. So uh, you That's, know, and, and it's it was
1: secretariat. It, yeah, it's Secretary. Yeah, Secretary five Eclipse. Yeah,
0: awards. and, and uh, Secretary did, and, but this movie did well mainstream and it made some money. So I don't know. I think that there's a possibility with this one too. It's about a racehorse, Jimmy. Um, another racehorse movie.
1: But the difference between this and yeah, Biscuit is there's it. a lot of history and kind of an outside story about the depression and all that stuff that happens before. So, but also awesome movie. Good choice.
4: Next one. Which would, which would you say is better? If I had to choose between Secretariat and Seabiscuit, which would you choose? Seabiscuit.
0: Seabiscuit. Yeah. C-Biscuit. Secretary at second. If you like Seabiscuit, Biscuit, we'll watch Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Have them both on the go. <laughs> Have the them both ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five Hell No, <laughs> Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Cimarron.
1: Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Hello, Matt Damon is the voice and like a sci fi had... movie.
0: It's bad animated movie. Oh. <gasps>
1: I don't even know you anymore.
0: <laughs> it's a bad animation
1: <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> DreamWorks before they lo- learn how to draw. Um, not good. We're not I had much the
1: video anymore. game, like the computer, like the PC game, where I got to be Spirits, Dying Simran, and go around and save all the horses that were captured. And
4: it was, awesome.
0: was it bad animation too? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Number four. Oh,
4: man, Jamie. (laughs) Video game. How were we not best friends in high school?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number four. Another challenger here, I would say in the top three, is Hildago. Uh, Just because of action. And there's so much action in that movie
1: the only thing i don't like about that movie and again it's just because it's me um the this the human suffering aspect of it too, like I, I just i'm like you're in the desert you're thirsty it just seems like it's really harsh but it's a good movie
0: but it was i mean what he did was harsh <laughs> so no
1: well it's a true story and that's what story. makes it yeah, yeah. but uh, that makes it tough for me
0: it's about it's just- a, well it's it's I don't know how to describe Hildago. <laughs> I to describe.
1: It's about a guy who takes like a thousand mile ride through the desert on a Mustang and like over. It, it was a race,
0: right? He was being race. Yeah, it was erased. Yeah. yeah, over in the Middle East, someplace. I didn't even forget what country it was supposed to be. It was early eighteen or late eighteen hundreds, I think. Okay, next one. No way in hell, not happening. Uh, number three, National Velvet, not doing
1: it. No, sorry, no, nah. no, not not bore a, her not a- to
0: death. <laughs> yeah. Number two, I'm not doing for another reason, because it's too training-oriented and it'll bore to death, Uh, uh, any new horse person, and that's Buck. Great movie for horse people. I don't think it's a good movie for non-horse people.
1: I don't think it was that great of a movie anyway, just about him sitting around talking to people and, you know, just kind of a day in the life of a horse trainer.
0: Plus, that one scene I don't think was good for anybody to see, to be honest.
1: And Uh, I just hate it. People rope horses' back legs. I know.
0: I so, just hate that. All right, Buck's out. Sorry, Buck. Buck's <laughs> and we've had Buck on the show. Sorry, you're out. I'm
1: gonna. get yeah, but so, by the way, send your emails. I'm. I'm. I'm ready for them. Come on.
0: <laughs> Number one, I know nothing about this movie, Dreamer.
1: Oh, I love this movie. Kurt Russell, Dakota Fanning. They have a racehorse and they rehab it and get to the Breeders' Cup. Come on, it's. Oh, it's a oh, win. I remember
4: seeing the trailers for this.
1: That one you could show your
4: son when it was yeah Joe Joe could see that yeah I love I'm a huge Dakota Fanning fan so yeah
0: I'll see that it it actually was nominated for the best sports movie at the ESPY Awards uh, back when it was when it came out in two thousand five and yeah. and the best family film at the Critics Choice Awards
1: now I don't know if you saw this Glenn but somebody else had done a top ten list oh. of horse movies <laughs> as well. And the only reason I remember that is because Jemmy stalked me and found my blog from like <laughs> 10 years ago. I I thought it had disappeared off the Internet, but no, it's not. And uh, it's still there. Be careful and what you bring
4: up on the show, Jamie. Be careful.
1: <laughs> I know. And here we are. She's got my blog. Uh, you wrote uh, this
0: article Tuesday, June 30th, 2009.
1: It's still applicable, except for there's no secretariat. There was secretariat hadn't come out yet, war horse hadn't come out yet. Although I still would not reverse my top 10. I don't think
0: Seabiscuit had come out yet or had it. Yeah, I guess it had. Yeah,
1: it's number three. Uh, And I'll go through the list quick. Number 10, Sylvester, obviously, Melissa Gilbert, getting on a horse, overcoming obstacles, going to the Kentucky Horse Park, and winning Rolex. You know, come on, or Land Rover. uh number nine wild hearts can't be broken sonora webster carver it's like a true story about diving horses and oh, was that the, the atlantic city a...
0: one where the diving yes.
1: yeah okay yeah that one was really good it was true i had number eight the black stallion number seven dreamer number st- six st- spirit stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> uh number five black beauty how could this list not have that and kind of the one from the 90s i, I really so like that one to see it on there and then the, your list completely took out all Tom Burlington movies, which number four would be Farlap, Tom Burlington, the Australian racehorse. Oh, my God, if you want to cry for, like, days and weeks and months, watch that. I can't even look at the movie poster, which is on my blog. Sea biscuit was number three. Number two and number one are somewhat interchangeable because it's The Man from Snowy River and Return to Snowy River, and they're both brilliant. Honorable mention, did go to Lightning, the White Stallion, and Hell Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, it is surprising, Man from Snowy River, although, again, this was written by a website called Screen Rant, They know nothing about horses. So there's that. Well, they they never heard of of
1: Jamie Steele.blogspot.com because my old radio name used to be Jamie Steele when I worked for Sports Talk Radio. And so that's just it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still still wish he had kept that radio name for our show. Jamie Steele. Jamie Steele. I bet you they had fun with bumpers with that name too. Jamie Steele.
1: Let's move. (laughs) Let's move past it. This Is our guest all right, horse let's lover? Do we that. need a
0: commercial. Uh, we're waiting for our guest. We have to do our commercial. So horselovers.com. What do they got going on over there today? Well, I haven't looked yet. Have you?
1: Hey, I got all my feed tubs in. Okay, you guys, these are amazing. Oh, people the, the were asking circle. about
0: your feed tubs on on your yes. order page. So what is it about these feed tubs?
1: So it's a it's a it's a big round circle barrel like barrel tub and it has the clips that came on it and there's three clips. So you kind of like clip it into the corner, but there's a feed saver ring that you also can put on top of it. And it's like, because the tub is so big a circle, this has like a smaller circle and a lip over it. So look up feed saver ring and you have to match it with the right tub. The kind of they'll, they'll help you with that. This goes with this tub and this goes with this ring Feed saver ring it keeps your food in oh my gosh it's so nice i dump my feet in and the horses eat it like they just they can't paw it over they can't even but you know when they bang the bucket with their knee or their nose and the feed flies out this can't also you nigel know wastes take their, half his feed <laughs> oh you got to get one of these you put their put their nose in the bucket and then they shove it sideways to the left and all the feed dumps out of the bucket this will not do that it awesome i am making these horses eat their damn food you will eat this and you will <laughs> like it you will not spill it and i got them all in horselovers.com and not to be whatever but like horse lovers had them way the cheapest well they, you say, do anywhere you look at has an extra do you freight know charge the exact name huge. of the bucket
0: or the, no oh, okay well uh, just okay, look for buckets know. you'll find it
1: it's it's feed tub that goes with the feed saver ring okay. so there's different kinds there's like four clips or three clips Um, So anyway, check those out. They're on horselovers.com.
0: Also, if you want some breeches, and I've never heard of Ashley breeches, but maybe you have. uh, They have them for $5 right now in a closeout. Literally five dollar breeches. So if they've got your size, they have orange breeches and they have tan breeches and they have this pretty fuchsia I have their breeches. red
1: ones. And they're just really stretchy and they're really comfortable. I mean, they're five dollar breeches, so you'll and you you know you'll appreciate that. It's ninety percent
0: off. I mean, they're regularly fifty bucks, forty nine bucks. So yeah, j- check it out right now. They they're going to sell out, and when they sell out, they sell out because it's a closeout. But they have this kind of stuff all the time.
1: Five dollars. I know crazy. it's five dollars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so go go buy ten pair at that price you wear them out in six months who cares you know what
1: else i got at horse lovers which i just realized as i i'm wearing a hoodie and i have like that pocket in the front and i just put my hands in my pocket and i've got the tops to like 40 wormers
0: (laughs) (laughs) which leads us into
1: our and hey which leads (laughs) us
0: into this
1: it's time for the horses in the morning horse health report when our intrepid hosts together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass produce Kevlar coated bubble wrap lined equine products. And we've got Dr. Nancy Loving talking about hives and horses. And if you go to Trafalgar Square Books, com, she actually is an author of many books. So let's say good morning, Dr. Loving. Hello. Good
2: morning. How are you?
1: Thank- Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Where in the world are you?
2: I am in Colorado and I'm about to have a snowstorm.
1: Oh, so, that sounds
0: um, so much fun.
2: Pretty nice day otherwise. <laughs>
1: Are right, Being that you're in Colorado and you're getting all the snow, please tell me you at least like to ski.
2: Well, I used to ski, but I found that I would end up running home as fast as I can off off the slopes so I could ride my horse. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of your listeners. So I kind of quit the skiing and just continued with the riding.
1: I think that's a smart decision. Plus, you know, I've skied and it's a lot of work. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's cold. And
2: it's really expensive now. It's cold and there are a lot of people. Whereas you ride your horse in the middle of the mountains and there's nobody around.
1: That is true. Well, something that you probably have to deal with, being that you're in Colorado and you've got to close up the barn when the snowstorms are hitting, is hives. And we're going to talk a little bit about hives. First of all, what are hives?
2: Well, that's a good question because so everybody understands what we're talking about. You may have developed hives yourself, people do that too. But you get a little bit of a, a little bleb in the skin, which is some swelling of the cells with fluid. And it, a lot of times it's very itchy too because it's an allergic reaction to something. And it is definitely a trick for veterinarians to try to track down what a horse is allergic to. But there are some possibilities, and we can discuss that as we go on.
1: So what are some of the, let's start with common causes of hives.
2: Okay. I want to just clarify one other thing too. What happens is um, with the allergic protein or whatever is causing the hives, you get a little bit of um, permeability of the little tiny blood vessels called capillaries, and then fluid leaks into the surrounding tissues, and it makes these little edema plaques or wheels. We call them W-H-E-A-L-S. And so they look like little firm lumps. And then, at times, they can actually coalesce into a larger plaque or line of bumps. Um, if a person were to push their finger into them, a lot of times they'll leave a little pitting impression there, and that's because the fluid's being moved out of that little bump. So, what causes hives? There are so many possibilities. I'm going to just kind of go through a few of them. Um A horse can maybe eat a plant or a weed that is known to cause an allergic response, or in some cases, horses are sensitive to that particular individual um, plant. Um, Some foods, like high-protein foods, can cause hives. One common thing that I've seen over the years is is pine shavings, that some horses, and, and in particular, my experience has been with thoroughbreds, tend to develop hives from certain batches of pine shavings, not all, just occasionally. They can be on pine shavings for years and be fine, and then one batch will come into the barn, and and then they start to react to it.
1: Well, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's not annoying fair.
2: And it's expensive because then what people have to do is pull all the shavings out and use paper shavings or some other kind of bedding that is much more expensive than the pine shavings. Right. Um, horses with autoimmune diseases, liver disease, they can develop hives. Um, there's also something... purpura hemorrhagica which is a secondary response to the Strangles infection with streptococcus equi and um, that can cause hives so you can see there are a lot of different things Um, insect insect repellents are known to cause this so (coughs) excuse me and in some odd cases you can have hives reaction to certain medications Uh, procaine penicillin, for instance, some non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like buterbanamine, and uh, in some weird cases, you could have a vaccine reaction with HIV.
1: Okay, so basically hives can be caused by a little bit of everything, and it just seems to be a response to something. So um, you've mentioned that it could be just a minor allergy to shavings, or it could be the horse has, you know, strangles. So wh- what do I see? Or, or, an, or what? Yeah, sorry, what?
2: Or has, has, a food allergy is really common. The strangles thing happens very rarely. I've probably seen... Oh, in 33 years of practice, I've probably have seen four cases of that, so it's not very common.
0: I'm so. I'm going to interrupt how here quick. Um, we, Dr. Loving, your sound is really quiet and really bad, and people are having trouble hearing you. Are you talking directly oh. into the phone? I'm sorry? Are you talking directly into the phone? You're not on a Bluetooth or speaker, right?
2: No, I'm on a landline talking directly into it at the highest uh, okay. volume. Okay,
0: all right. Um, uh, well, continue on, Jamie. I'll have to...
1: You can probably fix the audio a little bit after the live interview, but um, so my next question is: How the heck do I know when to call the vet when I see hives? Well, it, it's always good to. Can you hear me at all now? Yeah, is this better?
2: Just keep yes. going, and
0: we'll okay. we'll fix it after.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, calling the vet is always a good idea. You can always call and just at least talk to your veterinarian. And with the beauty of cell phones these days. You can go ahead and take a picture and send it to your vet. Uh, one thing that is confusing for some people is that mosquito bites can look like hives, especially in areas in the summer where the horses are just eaten up all night. Mm-hmm. So that has to be a differentiation to tell whether it's mosquito bites or bug bites or actually hives. Most horses don't notice they have hives. Some will start itching. um, But it can go into an anaphylactic-type reaction, so it's always a good idea to talk to your veterinarian to find out if they should come by, check the horse, and maybe start on some medication. And the common thing we use is corticosteroids, which depresses the immune response, which this is an immune response to an allergen.
1: So I'm glad that I'm not the only person who snaps photos and sends it to my vet. Actually, I got a picture of my horse last night. Can I send it over to you? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I'm sure you get that a lot. So um, so we can take some pictures. Is taking the temperature something we should do, or will it I not agree. matter?
2: No, no, that's a really good point. When there's a systemic reaction to to hives, it's called angioedema, the whole body has a response and you might see a temperature uh, increase rectal temperature increase just because the whole body is having a systemic response just because a horse has a normal temperature which is usually less than 101 and provided they're acting well it doesn't mean that they're not having some allergic response but it's not maybe quite as serious the big problem with with an uh allergy with as people know with maybe their kids have allergies or you yourself is having a respiratory shutdown where you can't breathe. And that's that's always my concern. Is do I need to get there because the horse is going to go into a full body response and have more of a breathing problem that could possibly end up in death?
1: Yeah, that sounds like it would be something we'd need to address fairly quickly. Is there a way to tell that? Is it uh, the fever related or is that just a kind of a gut no, call?
2: It's just, I mean, you've heard of people getting penicillin injections and going into anaphylactic shock. So, you know, I've never really seen that happen, even with the worst case of hives. And um, I suppose um, it's possible, but it's very infrequent, so people shouldn't be worried. I don't want to terrify anybody. But if you see hives, then call your vet, and they may say just watch it for a day, and if it's not responding, we'll do something. Or they may say, I need to come out and medicate your horse and Sometimes what people can do is put on cold, wet towels if it's proper temperature outside, and that helps, you know, the the cold helps to reduce the inflammation around the areas of the hive. Well, commonly you... We see, sorry, go ahead. Commonly, we see them on, on the neck, the chest, um, the upper torso more than anywhere, sometimes mm-hmm. along the butt flank, but they can be anywhere.
1: Okay. Well, you have a book called All... Horse Systems Go, which is a a comprehensive veterinary care. You're you're basically giving away all your secrets in this book.
2: Good. I'm glad to do that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a great book, and you can find all of your books on Amazon. We've got All Horse Systems Go, Go the Distance, The Complete Resource for Endurance Horses, which we have a lot of endurance listeners First aid for horse and rider, a veterinary manual manual for the performance horse. You have just spent a lot of time sitting down at a computer, haven't you?
2: I do, and I love it. And I also write for the Horse Magazine and for Horse Illustrated and for Stable Management. So if you're interested in any of this, these topics, a variety of topics, look those up too.
1: Great. I don't know when you sleep because you also have a practice, uh, Loving Econ Coin Clinic in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, you basically specialize in sport horses but do everything. Dr. Loving, thank you so much for coming on. Again, Amazon.com, you can find Nancy Loving is uh, the author. She's been on the show. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking to us.
2: Well, thank you for having me, and everybody have a great season ahead.
1: Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye bye, Glenn. Are you? Did Glenn leave? We started talking about. No, I'm here. We never mentioned pus or anything. I had like to. That.
0: Uh, no, I had to keep playing with the sound. I apologize to the sound of live listeners. The recorded listeners will kind of fix it a bit. So, um, but I apologize for the live listeners. Yeah, it was really quiet. Yeah. Well, you know, landlines have gotten worse now than cell phones. Um, You know, nowadays, we used to remember in the early days, we say you had to be on a landline to do our show. And now it's like you have to be on a cell phone because the landline phones haven't been replaced in 40 years.
3: So they sound like crap.
0: (laughs) So that's what that's what happens a lot of times. But and then when Jemmy got her on, she sounded better and then it went to crap. So we all know how that happens. So so apologize for that. Um, So I I know you probably have to take a quick break. Jemmy, are you there? Let me talk to Jimmy here. I'm here. Okay. I'll talk to Jimmy here for a second about your business. Um, You know, I get calls. What brought this up was an email I got yesterday. So I get calls uh, and emails all the time from listeners or people who listen to our shows who are looking at starting their own podcast. And sometimes they're looking at starting a horsey podcast, and sometimes they're looking at starting a podcast about something else. Well, I want to tell everybody that that's what Jemmy does for a living. She helps people start podcasts about other things. I mean, she helps us get podcasts yeah. started here, but you do almost every other thing. You've done podcasts about a wide variety of topics, but th- but you can help them with that, right?
4: Yeah. So um, through my company, Sunstone Media, I help people start podcasts from basically soup to net. So it's everything to get them going. I help create a whole entire you know blueprint to help them get off the ground. And that involves figuring out, you know, what their format's going to be, what the goal of their show is. So I basically pack up my all my years of experience podcasting and um, present it to them in a consultation and help them figure out how to kick off a really good show and structure it. And then I help get all the tech started and get the show established. And then I can then assist with all the ongoing production of every episode. So getting it recorded, getting it edited, produced, published and distributed.
0: And and you can do that by contacting Jemmy Ware.
4: Well, just go to FlintstoneMedia.com and you can find all the information on how I can help you out with podcasting. Um, I also do website production, so either one, if you have a Podcast inside? You want to get out, or you have a website you need to build? I can help with both. So, flintstonemedia.com. And
0: take my word for it. Having done this show for nine years and had nine thousand guests' websites, I've gone to uh, most horse people's websites really suck. So, take a look at your website and <laughs> decide: is it you know is it good for your brand? Is your rep- website res- uh, you know representing you well? So, and if it isn't, then
4: you know I actually do horse. A horse website is one of the most recent ones we did. It was for um one of the other hosts on the network for Shauna's show. Um, oh, yeah. For Shauna's website. I it was, hire yeah, it on Jimmy, target too.
1: She's going to do my website yeah. as well. However, I just have I'm to. I'm excited. Like I live so, in a mud pit right now, so I can't really take pictures. What you of the don't want movie. pictures of a construction
0: site for your website no. about your farm?
1: <laughs> no, and we still have the porta potty in the yard. And I called Morton, and I was like, "Hey, your porta potty's here." He's like, ready. "No, no, no, yeah. no, no, no."
0: You know, we can Photoshop That's that out. Right? Yeah. We can put a horse well, in front he, of you. it. You know, what he
1: told me is, he said that porta potties are yard art in Oklahoma, so you do have to keep it.
4: Perfect.
0: Well, look, you don't have to worry about a bathroom for your boarders. They got one right sure. there.
4: You got one. <laughs>
0: Have Chad Indy. You don't once have in a
4: people but it's got a blue potty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funstone Media. Thank you, Jimmy. All right. Uh, let's talk about one of our other terrific sponsors, and that's Ovation Riding. One of the things that that parents hate when they their kid says, hey, eh, I want a horsey, they, they think about all the expense. And there is a lot of expense in owning the horse, but there's also a lot of expense in outfitting the child every year as they grow when they're going to shows. stuff. And that's why you need good quality horse clothes for your kid that are not a ton of money. And Ovation Riding has that. They have all kinds of kid stuff for boys and girls from shirts, uh, show shirts to to riding pants of all kinds. They have the jodhpurs and the elastic straps and the garter straps. They have everything that you're going to need for your kids and riding at very affordable prices. Because the last thing you want to do is have to go out and spend $200 on a pair of breeches that they're going to outgrow in about Eh, how long does it take them? You got kids that are growing like weeds six oh months a year gosh. before it's your just, place.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: It's, it's crazy. So, yes, uh, Ovation Riding is your place to go for all of your kids' stuff. They have boots, they have all the stuff you're going to need for your kids. And then you can uh, not have to whine about that as, because it'll be cheaper than caring for your horse and buying feed and vet bills for them. So, you
1: got other stuff to spend money on. Right. Don't spend it on your kids' clothes or your clothes, even. Ovation has, of course, tons of stuff for adults as well and the adjustable helmets have a little dial in the back Click, 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 and it makes it tighter or looser. That's great for kids growing, but it's also good for those of us who have long hair and sometimes want to wear a hairnet or put them in a ponytail or do different things with your hair, and then you can kind of click around it, like Jemmy. These helmets would be perfect for you. If your dreads are feeling particularly big one day, you can open your helmet up a little bit. If you want to
4: lock them down, you can tighten the helmet.
0: We do have a problem when she comes perfect, up the ride so- finding a helmet to fit over that. <laughs>
4: So when I get a horse, I'm sending the bill to Glenn. And when I get a helmet, I'm also sending the bill to Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) That a a girl.
0: (laughs) Ovationriding.com. It's getting expensive having her work if for Glenn us. If Glenn
4: is
1: your credit, by the way, these people are not going to send you anything. Like, be like, This guy will pay you. No, he won't. No, he's like
0: All right. Now, we're going to go into things you hear in Oklahoma next. But I wanted to make a bumper for you, but I can't play the song because we'll get sued. So who's going to sing it for me?
1: Oklahoma, when the wind comes sweeping down the plain and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night my honey lemon I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk make lazy circles in the sky. I was how in do the you plain. know
0: those verses that nobody <laughs> knows?
1: <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, hey, I was in the play, Glenn. I told you <laughs> Were this.
0: you the singer? I hope you weren't singing on stage. Please tell me
1: by it God. It was a choral kind oh, good. of <laughs> singing. I wasn't the main <laughs> girl. I did have one line. I've told you this before. I mean, I'm like, I'm a theater, you know. Hey, I've Jamie, been in one play. I
0: think with like that 12. rendition, we don't have to worry about getting sued because the, uh, the automatic... Uh, software that searches for that it's unrecognizable
4: i think i think the automatic (laughs) i think
1: the crawlers
0: look for a tune and i didn't hear any so we're good Hey,
1: do you know that when you live in a place and their slogan is oklahoma is okay that, that
0: is not a I didn't even think about that.
1: That's their slogan. It says it on those license plates. Oklahoma is okay. Not good. Oh not bad. We're just
0: okay.
4: We're just you
1: know, right. hanging in there.
4: And hanging in there.
1: <laughs> we're hanging in there. So I have a choice of things I've heard in Oklahoma. And today, I could have a Things I've Read or a Things I've Heard. Um, I got the Atwoods Ranch and Home catalog for Valentine's Day. Now, I could hold this till next week because, you know, it's not quite Valentine's Day. You don't need to get your last minute shopping done quite yet. So, I can do that.
0: You had me in a panic uh, there for a minute. minute. <laughs> I was like, what? When, when is last
1: this? Last <laughs> minute Valentine's Day shopping at atwoods ranch and home which is the oklahoma version of tractor supply or i can tell you things i've heard which one would you Oh, prefer? let's go with
0: things i've heard and hold up valentine's for next week because we don't want to be shopping early
1: yeah that's right yeah, yeah. i mean it's last minute and when you need
0: to <laughs> have me worried I thought it was tomorrow i was like what
1: might not be where you want to shop but go ahead it's fine um Okay, so I was having the arena done and the guy is driving the tractor around and I was like, "Well, do you think it might be like a little deep over here? Do you think this?" And I'm I'm like kind of micromanaging him. <laughs> I guess I started to irritate him a little bit. I wouldn't know goes, anything about that. <laughs> he goes, "You know what? First time I hear a horse complain, I'll fix it." That's good, actually.
0: I like that one. <laughs> Let me write that down. I can use that later. First, First I time I hear, hear a horse, horse complain. complain
1: I'll, I'll fix
0: it. it. Oh, you know, that's a perfect. That should be the slogan for every horse husband in the world.
1: I just gave you your new slogan for the horse husband. Oh, I love
0: that. I love this Oklahoma guy. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> okay, so you know what? He's okay. He's okay.
2: He's <laughs> <That guy's> okay. <laughs>
1: Um, so the sand trucks are coming in. I I like to give a little backstory here, uh, because it doesn't make sense. Uh, The sand trucks are coming in and they're dumping, you know, 15 loads of this arena sand that I'm having. And the first truck comes in, the second truck, the third truck and Chad and I are in the barn and we're doing some stuff. And this guy comes in the barn. He's like, Hey, y'all got a bulldozer? (laughs) Uh, no why well someone dumped their sand right where i was driving
0: what does that mean he got his truck stuck
1: he basically drove up on a mound of sand (laughs) (laughs) and it took us trying to hook up his tractor and get this guy out couldn't get him out they ended up having to call a dang tow truck to come out here and get this guy as you drive like did he not
0: see r- the mound of sand there Lord. when he was driving toward it?
1: No, see, but how, what happened was someone dumped their sand right where I was driving. What <laughs> he said? <laughs> <laughs> you can't make that up. <laughs> Oklahoma, they're okay. Um, this actually happened from a a family member of mine. That sounds
0: like something out of Wiley Coyote, doesn't it? I mean, it really does.
1: Funny you should mention that because (laughs) the next thing comes for a warning from I'm not gonna tell you which non-horsey family member, but she sends me this text and she says, You need to watch out. It's coyote mating season and the males are very aggressive this time of year. <laughs> and so I just like as a joke wrote back, well, I hope they don't try to mate with my horses. And she writes back, oh, I'm sure they won't. I think they just get really territorial, but they shouldn't try to mate. I was like, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really
2: think that the coyotes were going to breed my horses.
1: <laughs> these people in Oklahoma are okay very literal <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like what did she think when I wrote that but she was like like she got a visual of a coyote <laughs> doing a horse
0: <laughs> well if we listen to this morning's news of what we started with your, your chan- chances are better the coyote's <laughs> going after you <laughs> so
1: oh god <laughs> um so I was riding Groot in my arena and my arena is up against the road and I haven't met all my neighbors. They've driven by and I wave and they just look away and keep driving, you know, so this guy, uh, this guy comes up and he, in- he doesn't introduce himself. He looks up, he looks around and he, he drives up on his little gator thing, you know, and he's like, lots of changes. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, we bought the house and we're moving in. Uh, building our farm. Yeah. I was like, I'm Jamie, by the way. And he tells me his name finally. Like after have to tell me lots of changes three or four times, but then he goes <laughs> and see, I didn't think like, I've heard this and I thought it was a joke. I didn't know people actually said it. And I've said it as a joke, a ton. And, but it was like a real thing coming out of this guy's mouth. He goes, you, uh, you a hundred jumper or something. And I said, uh, no, I'm a a three-day eventer. And his response is, do what?
0: (laughs) You've said do what for years.
1: I didn't know it was real. (laughs) I thought it was a joke.
0: (laughs) You have said that since I've known you. I thought that was a Southern Georgia thing.
1: I've never had anybody actually use that as a serious piece of vernacular, Glenn. Okay? (laughs) Like, that was linguistically in his brain and it came out over his tongue. Do what? (laughs) When I said I am a three day eventer, do what? Mind you, there's an eventing huge eventing facility, 2.2 miles away from where we were standing at that time. How could you not know what eventing is? Do what? (sighs) All right. And finally, the last one, wait, this one, uh, Yesterday, we're we're get, we got these fence builders out and they're building the fence and and it's, it's supposed to be really nice weather yesterday, but it just started raining just a little bit and we're out watching them build the fence and you know Chad's asking questions because he wants to build more and and it starts like barely sprinkling, and the the guy building the fence is like in his sixties, you know the gray beard. ZZ top looking guy, you know, grizzled, kind of rough, grizzled Oklahoma guy. And it starts to sprinkle rain. He, he looks at his partner. He goes, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit in the car." No, he goes, "I'm gonna go sit in the truck." Sugar melts. <laughs> I'm like,
2: "What?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go sit in the truck." Sugar melts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's so over it. He's done. <laughs> like, I really don't want to build this damn fence anyway. And now it's raining.
1: <laughs> oh, melt. Sugar melts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you moving has been the best thing that's happened to the show in years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where are you moving
0: to next? North Dakota? South oh, Dakota? Oh, my
1: God. I'm again. <laughs> if I move anywhere, I'm going back to Arizona. <laughs> Where things made sense. <laughs> People were normal and friendly and nice. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. All right. Well, you you know what's sad is Oklahoma. Jemmy, you know what's really sad? Oklahoma makes Florida look normal. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. True
4: words have never been spoken. <laughs>
0: I'm feeling better about our wacky
1: state now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait till next week when I go last minute shopping for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes.
4: Wednesday,
0: I want you to go to the store, like that store you're talking about, and interview the guys coming in and ask them what they're getting their wives. Oh, my God, that's a great idea! Oh, you need to do that before the Wednesday. I think Thursday or Friday is Valentine's Day. So, the Wednesday show, you need to interview them like on Monday or Tuesday with your phone and send us those recordings. We need that.
1: Get arrested (laughs) for that store trying to talk to people. They will think I am. They if I don't adopt some sort of Oklahoma accent to approach them. Hey y'all, what y'all getting for Valentine's Day? What y'all gonna get your wives? <laughs> well, that might work. That was pretty good that actually. But if I said, uh, "Excuse me, can I have a second of your time?" I'm trying. They'll be like, "No, nah, you selling something, girl? You can get on out of here. You going to jail?" <laughs> well, that'd be
0: good too. We could get so many good quotes if you just record all of it.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that.
0: (laughs) I'll try. That sounds like something they would have made you do in Atlanta, though.
1: I know. (laughs) It's taking me back.
0: (laughs) All right, we're doing a new segment here today on the show. something Jimmy and I and and Jamie know a little bit of of something about, but something our uh, guest knows a lot about, and that's running a horse business. April Hardiman is with us. Now, April has been a listener of ours probably seven or eight years. We've met her before, and then she left us. She left us and went to Germany with her husband, who's in the military over there, and she is a virtual assistant for equestrians she helps with branding and social media and all that stuff she's going to come on once a month with us now to do a segment we are calling the business of running a horse business hi april
3: hey glenn
0: it's good to talk to god you sound like you're in the same room so (laughs) so you're coming to us from germany and you moved what a
3: year or two ago uh, yeah, I moved it last year in 2017. Or I guess now it's almost two years. So it'll be two years in April.
0: How much frickin' fun is it to drive in the Autobahn at about 120 miles an hour?
3: <laughs> that can be pretty exciting. <laughs> my parents came to visit, and I pretty much scared them with my driving. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and is it true that I've never been on the Autobahn, but if you go, like, regular speed, you're going to get run over?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, our car will be, like, shaking when a car passes us. I mean, there are spots where there is a speed limit, and like if you do get in a car accident and you're going so fast, you actually get half the blame, even if it wasn't your fault, because you are going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, so how else, what,
0: what, uh, living in Germany, what's it, how's it been for you? I know you had a baby, so probably yep. the horse thing's going by the wayside for a little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually, before I had my baby, I actually started doing dressage lessons here, I mean, hello, we're in Germany, got to do dressage. Um, and I was learning how to all the horse language for, um, you know, like reins or your saddle or even certain circles you're supposed to do in dressage. I learned everything in German. So half my riding lesson was in German. How do you say uh,
1: 20 meter circle in German?
3: Oh, gosh, don't ask me now. It's been a year since I took the lesson because I've had my daughter. <laughs>
0: she had a baby. She forgot everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was doing so well, and then, then I had the baby.
0: <laughs> well, that's very cool, and, I, and I've been kind of watching your Facebook page and seeing... You, and you've got to do some touristy things, too, I think, before you had the baby, so that was kind of neat while you were Yeah, there. I went to
3: the Spanish writing school. I had to get that in. That was
0: on the bucket list. And was it worth it?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. We did, like... There was, like, a tour you could do. You could do the evening show and um, do the morning practices. We did all three things, and it was amazing. And then uh, they actually have a Starbucks right outside the school. And um, it's hard. They don't let you take many pictures of them, so we saw them kind of, like, walking across the street to the arena, and my husband, like, ran out and took a video of them crossing the street.
0: (laughs) At Starbucks. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> it was so cool too because they had like uh, one of those outer windows so you could watch them actually cross the street. <laughs> Horse
0: um, people all drink coffee, don't matter what language you speak. They're exactly, all, all drink coffee. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about running a business. Tell us a little bit about your business and what you do.
3: All right. Yeah, I'm a virtual assistant for equestrian businesses. Um, I'm pretty much helping them get exposure online either through branding, website building, um, SEO, op- and social media either for doing their management for social media or doing like content creation for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it. Um, I also do like email marketing and Tons of other things.
0: <laughs> All right, that's just the gist of it. And you're coming on to basically give, because everybody that's listening is probably involved in a horse business in one way or another. A lot mm-hmm. of people that are listening right now have their own barns. Um, mm-hmm. They either they may train people, they may do lessons. I know a lot of our listeners uh, are, are instructors, um, or or they're selling something in the horse world. They're in business. So and and really. Business fundamentals apply to any business, including running the Horse Radio Network. I mean, the the fundamentals are the same, aren't they?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been helping bloggers, horseback riders, barns, photographers. I even have a client that does horse retreats and another that created an equestrian planner. So it's been pretty cool.
0: Very good. Well, let's talk today's lesson is about creating a
3: brand. Yes. Um, so, yeah, creating a brand, I believe, is the foundation you need for your business because your brand is how you want your people to feel about your business, especially people uh, make buying decisions emotionally. And I think as horse people, we kind of understand that. I think we've made a couple purchases that have been emotional, either a horse or a horse item. <laughs> um, your brand is also like your first impression. Um, you want to create that experience, either through the checkout or how you're communicating through um, emails, like are you saying yeehaw in your email or are you uh, saying enjoy the ride? Kind of something unique to the horse business. Um, it's also kind of like your aesthetic. Um, do you have a certain color through all of your posts or your website? Um, and are you easily noticeable through all these platforms? And are you? Like, even when you go to a show in a clinic, um, are you, you know, easy, easy, noticeable, sorry. Uh, uh, like, leni Ashker, we all know that she has a really cool hashtag, um, I think even at, what was it, Rolex, that she had that brand put on, like, a toast or something. Um, so, that was pretty cool. Are you and taking notes, found-
0: Jamie? Jamie's going to be starting her clinician business soon. Do you take notes?
1: <laughs> I will not be Lainey Ashkering my face into a toaster. So. <laughs> she did selfies that you put a piece of toast in and it would come up with her selfie. It was like, yeah, that's, toast. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to be me. I mean, I would eat my own face, but I wouldn't <laughs> hand it out.
0: Sorry. go oh, ahead.
3: <laughs> Um, and also a fun one is a the smart pack. They do a lot of fun branding videos that they did like what was called like horses were people. Like I think they did one with like a farrier and um, horses were people and she would stomp her feet or kick out at the guy. <laughs> and this kind of like humanizes the brand and it's easy to connect with them. And you feel like you're part of the team. Um, I think another great thing about branding is, you need to make sure that you're attracting the right client. Um, either the client feels that you're professional and that you they feel confident in the services and the product that you provide. So you also have to think like, are you? Do you have like an English or a Western brand? Is the English sometimes you see like their logos are more flowy and elegant, and then a Western you kind of think of oh, their brand their logo might be more blocky or almost like a gritty kind of feeling towards it. Um, And I think you want to make sure you're being noticed. Uh, So like I was saying, that logo, your colors, your style, and your theme, you want to be consistent with all of those. Even with your physical items, like your business cards or your flyers or your stall draper's. Um,
0: and I always yeah. ask, and I ask this of every business starting out or every podcast starting out, what makes you different than your competition? What's going to make you different? Where do you stand <laughs> out? Because if you don't identify a unique personality, you were talking about a unique brand or unique personality, mm-hmm. it has to be unique because otherwise you're just one of many. And you right. have to figure out that way to be unique, to be different than than the other. I, you know, when I was out at WISA. Uh, which is the trade show out there? There were so many new companies, and you know, that would be something I would ask him when I talk to him what makes your product different? And some of them could not answer that question.
3: Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's your story behind your brand? Yeah, like, and, why are you doing what you're doing? And, and
0: you know, when you can't tell me why your product is better or worse or different mm-hmm. than somebody else's, you need to go back to square one. Because right. that is right. the fundamental. Why do I buy your in sales? Why do I buy yours over somebody else's? That's the question, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. and you have to identify that, and that will also identify your customer, right? Um, yeah. You're, through that, you Target can then company. start to narrow your customer down.
2: Exactly. Well, you know, exactly. let's
0: use Jamie as an example here real quick. So you're you're going out as a Monty Roberts certified instructor to do clinics and seminars. At least I'm pushing her to do that. Uh, this is more me, <laughs> more me pushing her to do it. Um, but you you're going to be identifying, there's going to be a certain person interested in that type of instruction, and then there's going to be people who aren't. And you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, you may not know now who that person is, or you might, because Monty's been doing it so long, but you're going to be kind of identifying that we call avatar, that, uh, there's a marketing term for you, that that ideal customer. Who is that person? Is it a, you know, a female between the age of 35 and 55, mm-hmm. and they have one horse, and it's in the backyard, or, or is it competitors? All of that, you're going to be c- trying to identify to as you're starting to do that clinician business. Mm-hmm. And then that's who you're going to target.
1: Right. Okay. So what do I do? So okay, fix it. Tell me what to do. <laughs> you're hired.
3: <hiring laughs> both of you. So, yeah, you definitely want to make sure you're finding that target market and like the age and the location. So like say if you wanted to um do like an ad on Facebook of your um a clinic, you would make sure you're targeting those certain people and um your brand would be consistent in that ad, um how you would talk maybe at that clinic, you would kind of talk through it on that ad. Um, uh, and you want to just have a great visual uh, appearance and you want to be professional. Cause I know with Monty Roberts, with uh, their like, don't they have that university? Yep. Um, so you, you have all that experience and whatnot. So you want to show that they can have confidence in what you've learned.
0: And, right. you know, and I think too, what, like, let's say I, the kind of clinics you're going to be doing are going to be held at barns, and somebody's, you know, the barn owner is going to. You're not going to be going to barns probably that are high end jumpers. You're going to end up going to barns that are are kind of middle of the road people who who are going to attract like people. They already believe in Monty's methods. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're not your Grand Prix jumpers probably. So <laughs> when you're going to be attracting the same kind of clientele through them. Um, So, you know, that's what we mean by, you know, target market. Actually, it's ironic (laughs) that your audience is your audience for that Monty for Monty's instructions that you're gonna be doing, Jamie's version of it, is our demographic for this show. It is Mm -hmm. it is our demographic.
1: I'm in the right place at the right time. (laughs) time. I mean
2: it it is exactly my people.
0: Because our demographic is still 35 to 55 year old women, some that have been out of horses and gotten back into horses, been a lot of them that way, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of them are trail riders. Still, 80 percent of this world is trail riders. But it's amazing. The one thing that we've learned in in the last five years is that trail riders are st- that never spent a dime before. And uh, traditionally, trail riders were cheap. They're starting to spend big bucks now on saddles oh, yeah. and on lessons and on trailers. It's like a competition. Mm-hmm. You go out to the trails out here, and you're not seeing dumpy old trailers anymore. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, so that's changing too. I think, and and I think that's the kind of person that you're going to attract. I'm just using Jamie as an example here because it's a real one. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, what else?
3: Um, so I did create um, a free like template. So if anyone, if any of the listeners are listening and they want um, to create their own little uh, brand um, for their business, or they're thinking of creating a business and they want to know how to get started and on the foundations, I created a little free template that they can go to and kind of work on themselves. And I even uh, wrote a little blog post so that they could go step by step on how to like figure out their logo, their colors, style, and their theme. And where's that? And like, found? what's their why? Sorry, say that again? Where is that found? Where, they, where can they find it? Um, at my website, uh, dreamvirtualassistant.com slash H-I-T-M brand.
0: And we'll put a link that's to weird. that in the show notes, Jemmy, uh, so that people will have a link to there, too. Um, and then you uh, you have here freebie.
3: Oh, yeah, that's the that's the freebie if they go to that. That was okay. just the link
0: got you, it yeah. <laughs> all right very good so that's dream is where you can find our listener over there in germany i think we have probably more than one but we know about you so you can find april over there and then go check out the new link as well hit them brand at her website
3: thanks, thanks april, april. Uh, thank you
0: all right take care
1: all right you too bye She's also writing a blog post, which you'll be able to see at dreamvirtualassistant.com slash Brand is the brand. And then there's a blog post that's going up there, too. So she'll walk you through it. Sounds
0: good. Well, that's it for today. Was there anything else? Did we miss anything?
1: No, I've got to take Lucas to the doctor because he's getting shots
0: today. Oh, uh, How does that go?
1: I don't know. It's not <laughs> going to go very
4: well, I would imagine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's going to be great. Hey, Jemmy, did we miss any ads or anything? Is Jennifer going to yell at us this week?
4: I think we are A-OK. We're in the clear. We got horse lovers. We got ovation. Check, check, check. Okay, good.
0: Well, we thank those companies for joining us. And uh, we're sorry when we miss you when Jennifer's not around to yell at us. So, but today I think we're good. Tomorrow we have the driving episode with Dr. Wendy. And then on Friday's really bad ads. Jennifer said we do need really bad ads because you all have been sloughing off. So get out to uh, you know, open up Craigslist. Take you five minutes to find some crappy ads in your area. By the way, Jamie, you should be finding tons in Oklahoma. Um, so, I can't,
1: I can't, because then I end up going to look at the horses <laughs> and buying them. So.
0: so Jennifer at HorseradioNetwork.com is where you send them to. Or you can record your own and send them in. You get twice the entries by doing your own, and we love to hear your voice doing
1: it. That's it
0: for today. Thanks, everybody.
1: All right, spay, neuter, geld. Everybody have a good one. Do what? That's right. Whoa. I didn't
2: know that was real.
1: First time I hear a horse complain, I'll change it. That's your new thing.
2: I love that.